didn't think you needed that mariachi cover of Nirvana in your life? Or that bagpipe version of Don't Stop Believing? Well, you're welcome. This is Cover Me on Feedback. Nick Carter, he will be back on Monday. Until then, I will be filling in for him. Joined by Lori Majewski, we just had an excellent edition of New Music Friday with Larry Flick. And now, the return of Ray Paget from CoverMeSongs.com. I'm back. You left us. I, I, you I freaking left. moved. I moved, but uh, here I am, back in New York. Because when I found out we were doing a segment with you, I said, oh, he's calling up, right? And they're like, no, he's no. coming in for real. One night only. Back, <laughs> this is exciting. Back in the Big Apple. What brings you to town? <laughs> a work event last night. Um, I do PR on the side, and there was a I do PR for a debate series. And so they had a live debate on whether we should de-extinct animals like the woolly mammoth. Interesting. Do, do we have control over that? Apparently that's... <laughs> I didn't know that either. Apparently that's... All, like pretty close to being an option, which I learned last night. Wait, we can within bring... a few years, we we could theoretically, technically bring back extinct animals like the woolly mammoth. How? I Genetics? mean, other animals are going extinct because of the way we're treating the planet. So kind of insane that you can actually bring back extinct animals, even as we extinct animals, extinguish animals. Well, that was one of not to get too deep into it, but that was one of the arguments last night on the against side was that. We're gonna. People are gonna try even less, you know, in conservation efforts. If you're like, well, we can bring it back next year, so oh. <laughs> it's all right if it goes no, extinct this how year. How far can we go back? Can we bring back dinosaurs? The woolly mammoth is as far back as they went. Um, no one was talking dinosaurs, maybe because Jurassic Park has everyone freaked out about that right. particular possibility. Saber-tooth tiger. Saber-tooth tiger was brought up. Um, that that could happen. Yeah, I, I had no idea that this was outside of science fiction, but apparently it's not that far off. Wow. Who knew? So, <laughs> my, with that, let's my, talk about cover songs. My daily science segment. Back, good to be back. <laughs> so the way you're going to play it today, you're going to mm-hmm. give us your covers of the month, mm-hmm. and then we will conclude with the best Neil Young cover songs. Yes, we posted features um, on Cover Me on both topics yesterday, so uh, we'll split it up uh, today. Um, So we'll start with best of the month, and we are going to kick off, I think... Now, this is January of 2019, right? January of 2019. Crazy to think that we're in February now. Yeah, right, February 1st. I actually didn't realize that until just this moment. Neither did I. (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, where's he going with this? I don't know. Oh, all right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so start cracking on your cover songs for February now. The best covers of February so far. That's the segment. <laughs> <laughs> the first nine hours. What do we got? <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to start the best covers of the month that was with, um, well, we got to start with the Weezer cover everyone's been talking about, which is, of course, Whiskey Shivers doing a bluegrass cover of the Weezer song, Buddy Holly. The big Weezer cover news, or at least the best one. Woo-hoo, 
Speaking of Weezer. I mean, it's like out Weezering Weezer. Because it's the same right. kind of feeling, right? Yeah. Did you go nuts when Weezer released the Teal album? Depends on what <laughs> you mean by nuts. Well, I because mean, you're the cover it's guy. It's covers album. It, it's like they were like Ray Paget. It's this a, is for you. Yeah, well, they were wrong. It is a <laughs> oh! terrible covers album. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> So, oh man, this could be the whole hour. Uh, but the quick version <laughs> right, is let's... the same problems I sort of had with Africa, where they, by and large, with a few minor exceptions here, they by and large are trying to ape the originals. Yeah. Like yeah. a Weezer version of, a, an actual Weezer version of Take On Me, that'd be interesting. You know, power pop, crunchy, blue album esque. I'd be interested to hear that. I don't know whether it'd be good, but it might. But just trying to do your best aha impression. Um, with the arrangement and the vocals and everything, I don't know. I don't quite see the point. Um, you can, you know, listen to the original. The whole thing struck me as, frankly, kind of cynical. Hmm. It's a bit That's of a karaoke. A lot record. of people said the same thing about Africa, including me. Yeah. But Africa, the, the <laughs> one difference is Africa came from sort of a wonderful place, which is for people who don't remember the backstory. It was there was a 14-year-old girl in like Ohio or somewhere who was a big fan and kept tweeting at the band that she wanted them to cover Africa because she really liked the song. And so eventually they did, like a fan request. So that's sort of cute. The, the, I didn't think the cover itself was particularly good. But in that case, okay, fine. It was a fan request. That's fun. But then, of course, it takes on life of its own, becomes this huge hit. And now they, it seems like they're basically trying to cash in on it at every available opportunity, including with an album of Africa-esque uh, covers. So is it fair to say that Ray Paget does not like cover songs that are too much like the original? Then what's the point? That's exactly fair to say. That's sort of my line is always, you know, people are always asking me, like, what's the worst cover ever? And they expect, you know, Madonna doing American Pie or Britney Spears doing, you know, a Rolling Stones song or something. But my sort of answer is always it's a tie between every cover song that doesn't add anything or change anything, which is most of the songs on this current Weezer album. Um, I'm a big Weezer fan, so it sort of pains me that this... Uh, this album is so generic and, and bland, but I can't see any reason to really listen to it again. And it's kind of like when you see a band live and they end the show with an encore and they cover it and they're faithful. That's one thing. Right. You know, throwing the fans a bone that's like, hey, you asked for this cover, here's Africa, that's another. But if you're going to sit down and actually make a covers record, you're saying, Put something into it. Put some right. Why are you it. bothering recording it if you don't have anything to add to it? People, all these songs. First of all, they're doing hugely popular songs. They're very easy to find. You can listen to your rhythmics any moment you want. Um, so sweet it, dreams. Yeah, yeah, sweet dreams of all things. So it doesn't seem like there's any point. And again, if they had actually made them kind of sound like Weezer, I'd be really interested in that. But they made it sound their best attempts at your rhythmics and the turtles and Aha and everyone else. But I don't think they put a lot of time. Into the Teal album. Because <laughs> no. the main chorus is coming with the Black album. Yeah, well, that's, that's but why. But for many people, I bet this is this is the main chorus. Like, you, you guys go deep with, with Weezer, but for the outside world, this is now what Weezer is known for. I would, I'm be very, I think you're probably right. Now, because of, you know, being able to see things like YouTube views and Spotify streams, once they've got this Black album coming out in, I think, March, it'll be interesting to check maybe a month or two out like which is being streamed more i suspect it will be some of the covers off the teal album wow well just put this on your radar since we're talking about entire albums of covers marcy coming in the next couple of months right that's right and, um i got to hear um and i can't talk about it a couple of tracks this yeah. week and uh interesting interesting so we'll see how that is and maybe on the next ray paget visit on the next Cover Me Songs of the Month 
we'll have some Maz to talk about. Yeah, hopefully. I know he did, uh, I guess, Back on the Chain Gang is the one that's uh, that's been out already. But uh, I saw the track list, and as I recall, it was quite interesting. So uh, to was, be continued, I guess. When was the last time you were here? Do you remember? Either November or October. Too long October. ago. I know, right? It's been a while. It's been, I think, the, my longest gap just because I, I didn't have any uh, events in town in December. So, But when you do come to New York City, you will come here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't, don't worry. All I haven't right. forgotten you guys. <laughs> no, I, I've I was, been like warm, I said, and, warm and balmy Maine. No, when you moved, it saddened me. <laughs> well, thank you. But, uh, but I'm, I'm back. back. Yes. I'm back a lot. I'm, I, we already have our next month slot booked. So okay, it's, uh, good. It's good. okay. All right, so what do you got next? Um, all right, we're going to go to a Canadian musician named Dan Mangan, um, and he does an interesting cover uh, of an often covered song, R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. Oh, no, I've said too much. I've said enough. And I thought that I heard you laughing. I thought that I Can you say his name again just because I like the way you pronounced it? Which is probably wrong, but it's all A-N. It, it, Dan, first name, Mangan, M-A-N-G-A-N. <laughs> Maybe Mangan, but it's all A-N, so I don't know. Dan Mangan. Dan the Mangan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really like that uh, cover. It, it start When it starts, we, we, we jumped in a little bit because the, at first it was sort of a you know Americana acoustic guitar, which is nice, but it's, that song's been done a lot that way. But then it sort of becomes this, you know, electronic-y, synthy wash. He said basically that, you know, he's a huge R.E.M. fan since he was a kid. But, and this sort of goes to what we were talking about about Weezer. He's like, Michael Stipe is one of my favorite singers. I cannot sing one iota like Michael Stipe, so I'm not going to try. I'm going to sing like me and try to rearrange it in such a way that that makes sense, which is what he did and why I think it works, versus trying to sing like AHA or Eurythmics or anyone else. Or Ozzy. Because that Paranoid cover from Weezer almost sounds like Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that one. I, I blo- blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> well, before, I mean, I mean, I know that you asked Ray what he thought of it. Since you're not always on with us, Jim, do you do you agree with Ray? Like, do you, as a Weezer fan, because you... That you, was my initial reaction. Because you seemed more positive about it. And also, you're a positive person in the world in general. No, because No Scrubs, the Weezer cover of TLC... I thought, did they lift the instrumentation yeah. straight from the album? Totally. But to me, the album's just a throwaway. It's just a, it's the appetizer for the Black album. So it's almost as if a band back in the day released a, a cassette single with an extra song on the back, or a, or a maxi single. You don't really view it as a true Weezer album. I like I like thinking of it that way. I think that's a good way to think of it. I worry, I guess, sort of like Laurie said that the wider public will not view it that way. Kind of like Africa. Like I said, I was on board with Africa when it first came out. Even though I didn't love the recording, I said, this is fun. This is a small little internet, you know, goof. Good for them. And now it's become this sort of phenomenon. So I agree. If it's, if it's thought of that way, that's, that's great. What? Certain people think that's right. them now. And Africa that's was their so biggest weird. hit in like over 10 years. I mean, it was huge, a huge hit. And they've released albums, as you know, constantly, mm-hmm. every couple of years. And that, that was way bigger than anything they've released in a while. And I, I've said this before, when Duran Duran released their covers album, they were basically fulfilling the last 
album in their label contract. Mm-hmm. But they still had fun with it. I mean, it it's not most fans are divided on you know but you you, sh- you would actually love this record uh right because i mean they they cover 911 as a joke i mean they cover ball of confusion um crystal Zeppelin, ship right? yeah like it's it thank you is the name of the album and the name you know of the title track the zeppelin track and it's fiercely divided fans because people are like wait what if it, it's called thank you because we're supposed to be paying homage to our bands that inspired us but it's like where is roxy music like it was like a strange brew but when I look back at it now I think wow what an experiment it was kind of funny you know and then it was kind of okay on to the next thing that we're going to do in our career but with Weezer I think that if you're 17 right now you kind of think of them the way maybe metal fans think of Steel Panther right like that idea of like kind of a parody band yeah or some sort of novelty thing um and am I right that's what Steel Panther is right kind of oh okay yeah they're kind of just a joke. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Well, that's that was what I was getting but at. But then you get into their catalog of hits, and you realize how great they are. And you realize that Still they should Panther be- Still Panther or Weezer? Weezer. <laughs> and you realize that they should be a first ballot Hall of Fame band. I, I agree with that. I was Weezer, But that's sort of partly why I'm so annoyed by this whole thing, is that Weezer meant a lot to me when I was a kid. Um, they were like one of my first- I think I think the Green Album was my, first, my second CD. Like I was- really into Weezer and so like this whole thing I so I should be so on board Weezer plus cover songs this should be it's so okay. much in my oh, it's lane okay. and so I'm annoyed by the whole thing alright so what's, what's I love our that next... he was passionate about that that's why I had to keep it going so I know we have a lot more covers to do alright let's let's talk about a good cover um, this is uh, an, an R&B singer songwriter named Kelsey Liu um, who's got made a lot of uh, got pretty buzzy she seems to be one of these names that you will probably be hearing a lot more of at the end of the year um, and she did a very interesting and very long cover of uh, 10 CC's I'm Not In Love. I like that a lot. I think it's, yeah, it's kind of like a, got a Sade thing going. The thing is, it's seven minutes long, so it's just really long, slow, but interesting, you know, sort of um, just mood piece almost as much as it is a song. I think, I think it's great. I hope she does more covers because it's just really reimagining uh, this song. That echo or a reverb on her vocal. But that's, really, it's close. To, I, really I think like that, that that echo is close to what they do on the original. What Godly and Cream does, they, they like, multiplied 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 the the vocal it's it's a similar approach but because it's a female vocal i think that's maybe why it sounds so different yeah and and i think you're right but also that it works so well in a sort of more r and you know r and b slow jam context the same the sort of is trick or you know uh, effect in this different context like totally fits right in again i keep thinking Sade or something like that you know or like a maxwell slow song or something where it's 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 in a different world, but the same effect totally feels natural there. 
Yeah, I just don't have seven minutes of my life to dedicate to that song right now. <laughs> I would have like three minutes, but not seven. Oh, I disagree. And I've probably listened to it ten times, so that's that's over an hour of my life I've oh given to that song. Gosh. And I don't regret a minute. Okay. I love it. All right. All right, well, let's take it back up, I guess, um, energy-wise. Uh, this is uh, a band called The Regrets. Um, they are a, uh, a female teenage punk band uh, from L.A., uh, who I released I, their first album yeah, a year or two ago. I know the regrets. Um, and they did a fun cover. Um, I assume somehow tied to the movie, though they haven't said exactly what this is for, but it's of Queen's uh, Don't Stop Me Now. Don't stop me cause I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. And I'm a racing car passing by like a That's my my pageant of the week. <laughs> my pageant of the week. <laughs> Didn't know that was a category. My, my pageant flick of the week. That's good. <laughs> well, good. I, I yeah, I, I love that. Um, like I said, they they hinted and they posted it that it's for some sort of project, which personally I'm hoping is a covers album or a covers EP. Mm. It's uh, maybe more like either by them or maybe there's some sort of, you know, Queen tribute album um, coming, which would, I don't think, be super surprising and would be very much up my alley. Um, so I'm hoping there's there's more to say about what that is. But it's just, you know, it's a fun song. They do it in sort of a fun way, giving it a bit of a punk garage edge, but keeping, you know, the melodicism, the hooks still catchy, still shout along with a bull. Um, so I, I think it's a blast. I love that. Yeah, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of queen covers coming your way during the next year i'm surprised there haven't been more you know in the past few months i guess just because people you know needed time to record them but you know tons of commercials yeah tons and they're in commercial but uh, the thing with these commercials and these covers that often appear in trailers is they're often there's no full recording that exists you know what i mean it's recorded just for the 30 second trailer and i often will see it and say oh this is cool this is great where's the Where's the song? But there is no song. Like they didn't take full advantage of coverage. No, because it's often not a real band. It's like some anonymous, you know, studio guys, and so they'll record something cool for the commercial and, and come up with an amazing arrangement. Sounds awesome. A version of this actually was there was this um, show called Deep State that uh, kind of twenty four esque show, but they had a cover of um, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads as the theme, a new cover, and it was like sort of spoken word, very creepy and slow. I was like, this is amazing. What is this? But no, there's no version other than the 20 seconds that got used in the opening, and I was so bummed. And that seems to happen a lot these days. Wow. If you don't recognize the voice, that is Ray Paget from CoverMeSongs.com. Give us one more cover song before we go to break. These are the best cover songs, by the way, of January 2019. All right. Uh, before we go to break, let's listen to, uh, let's go to Hozier, um, mm. who has uh, been out of the public eye for a little while. Um, but he is back. I think he has a new album coming. He just released an EP, and he did one of these Spotify sessions that all the cool kids are doing. Um, and he covered, of all things, uh, speaking of surprising choices, uh, Say My Name. Wow. This is Spooky by Marabou State, also from a Spotify session, though a different Spotify session. In case, you're, there, in case right? you're wondering why this doesn't sound like Say My Name, it's because it's not. <laughs> Give me one second, Ray. I don't know what happened there. It literally says Say My Name, but that's playing. So, <laughs> one memento, por favor. 
I was like, that's Destiny's Child? It's, it's a, a very dramatic reimagining. <laughs> <laughs> they even changed the words. Yeah, and the melody and everything. <laughs> but that was also on my list. So that's an electronic duo from England called Marabou State, uh, sung by Holly Walker. So you get a twofer. All right. There we go. Uh, that might be my pageant of the week. That <laughs> might that's be the, mine too. That's the um, trying to get you into bed right now version <laughs> of <laughs> Say My Name. That Say is my name. so good though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really, I mean, it's so obviously different. Um, and, you know, he's someone obviously he's got this amazing voice. But the, the connection I made with that was, uh, I, I think in December, he posted a short cover of a Van Morrison song, uh, St. Dominic's Preview, which was great, um, but it wasn't like, a, it was just like a video on, you know, his Instagram. But hearing this after that, like, it almost sounds a little like early Van Morrison-y with the, uh, just the voice and the arrangement, the arrangement especially. Um, and just, you know, it's uh, such a surprising choice for him. Um, and And it could be, like so many of these pop covers, it could be sort of a novelty, like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing, you know, where it's like, haha, isn't this funny? He's making fun of or just goofing around with this, you know, pop song we remember from when we were teenagers. But he actually sort of finds his way into it and makes it uh, a beautiful piece of music, I think. Yeah. I don't see any irony in that at no, all. I don't think there is, which is why it works for me. Something's in the water today. Larry Flick bringing the goods? Ray Padgett bringing the goods? And you there's still surprised. more to come. No. That's what they do. No, that's what they do, but there's always two or three that I'm like, yeah. I'm saving those for the next segment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. More with Ray Padgett coming up next right here on Feedback. All I want is to know With the touch of my burning hand I'll zombies to rape the land from directive, exterminate the whole human race and your place. Paying tribute to great artists with unique covers of their songs. This is Cover Me on Feedback. The world is a vampire Sent to drain Secret destroyers Hold you up to the flame and what do I get for my pain? Betray desire. We are blessed to be joined by the cover song Messiah, Ray Paget from CoverMeSongs.com. That's a brand new cover from Karen O doing the Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. What do you think, Ray? I'm, I'm into it. Karen O does she she does a lot of covers sometimes with yeah 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 as often solo for soundtracks and things and i think every one of them i've heard has been has been great and that too which you'd think would be a song that gets covered all the time because you know big hit 90s uh but it doesn't get covered very much um personally i think 
the best cover of that song was um, my freshman year in high school band doing it. was really, <laughs> really strong. We sort of knew how to play our instruments, but, but Karen's is a, a close second, I would say. Wow. Well, you mentioned soundtrack. Um, the, that song, that version of the song, appears on the soundtrack to Hannah, a new Amazon Prime series that's based on the 2011 um, Shursa Ronan film um, of the same name, so Hannah. Uh, and the Smashing Pumpkins give their blessing to this version. They liked it. Great. And you know, Billy doesn't like everything. That's, no, he'll, that's he'll true. let you know. Yeah. So if you go to CoverMeSongs.com, you always give your audience the top cover songs of the month, mm-hmm. which we did in the last break. Yes. And now we're going to focus on one artist right now. Right. So... This month, or this last month, January, marked the 50th um, anniversary of Neil Young's so- do- debut solo album, self-titled Neil Young. So um, this was our biggest list to date, which is appropriate because Neil Young gets covered you know, about as much as anyone alive. Um, so we ranked the top 50 covers of Neil Young from 50 to number one, um, and we're going to play a few of them now. Starting with um, a bunch in a row, um, I always bring in a medley because there's a lot of ground to cover, um, and it was hard to pick which song because he has so many songs that have been covered so often, but one of the songs that we ended up having a bunch of versions on the list and a bunch more that were you know, near misses um, was Harvest Moon. Um, so in uh, 60 or 70 seconds, here is a, a half dozen or dozen Harvest Moon covers. Come a little bit closer Hear what I have to say Just like children sleeping We could dream this night when you put those together. It's you really always fun. do such a great job. It's really fun. You get to, you know, pack in a bunch of great covers and sort of see how they fit together. It, it always, even though they're in different keys and stuff, it always somehow sounds better than you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so quickly, that was uh, Cassandra Wilson, jazz singer, starting off. Nils Lofgren second, who is interesting because he released a whole new Neil Young covers album. He's best known for being in the E Street Band, but before that, he was in Crazy Horse during like the classic era. He played on Tonight's the Night and a bunch of famous albums. Um, so a recent album, the 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 poppy upbeat one was uh, new a couple of years ago from a group called Teen Days. 
Uh, then the Hard Lessons, who we'll probably talk about later because they cover a lot of Neil Young songs. Into the chorus, Poolside, um, Josh Groban was the big voiced one. There was, um, you know, those Music Cares tribute concerts they do once a year, like Fleetwood Mac or Bob Dylan or whoever they did Neil Young four or five years ago. So that was from that. Uh, Sour Notes, and then finally a singer-songwriter named Scott Matthew. All right. Thank you, Ray. So let's start with one genre, one of the few genres that was not really represented in that, which is soul music, because there are a whole lot of great soul Neil Young covers. Um, We'll probably hit a few, but I want to start with Charles Bradley, um, one of the more recent ones on the list, who uh, this was a 2011 single he put out. Um, Sadly, he passed away a couple years ago. but he, there was a posthumous album uh, released last year, um, and this was included on it, and I, was, I heard from a bunch of people, so I think it got uh, a wider audience, which it very much deserves. Uh, Charles Bradley with Heart of Gold. I want to live, I want to give I've been a miner for a heart of gold It keeps me searching for heart of gold And I'm getting old It keeps me searching for heart of gold Charles Bradley, who was a James Brown impersonator for years And then kind of made it big He got signed to Daptone Records later in life Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, he got sick and passed away. Kind of a tragic story. We had yeah. we had the director of the documentary on his life called Soul of America on. Uh, I highly recommend this documentary. It is very moving. Totally, totally. I mean, every time I hear him now, I can't help but picture him and I I picture an anguished look on his face because he pours everything he has, his entire humanity, into every recording. He was, yeah, he was amazing. He did a bunch of covers, all of which he did Black Sabbath uh, changes. He did The Grateful Dead. Um, He did Nirvana, uh, Stay Away. They're all like totally, they sound like that. They sound like him. They're all these amazing soul reimaginings. And as you say, Laura, he puts everything into it. I only was lucky enough to see him live once, but it was this show in um, sort of before... I mean, he had been signed to Dapton, I think maybe released his first album, but it was in, in some park in like deep Brooklyn, um, an outdoor show. And there was, a, I don't know, a couple dozen people. There was like a free show. He wasn't that well known yet. But I just remember him, you know, he's sweating and jumping and falling on his knees, you know, yeah. like a James Brown impersonator. I mean, he was doing it and it was this sort of, you know, probably not the most exciting show in the world for him. Um, you know, a lot of people walking by with strollers and stuff. He's just giving <laughs> it his all and it was just just amazing and the guy I think was already in his 60s yeah. um, so he a, a real loss but um, a lot of great music before he passed and that's the thing he comes to you know fame or at least prominence later in life as a musician like quite late in life and that we didn't get to have as much from him as we as as we would have loved to have had He's someone who could have had, you know, a four a four decade career if you know in the 20 in his 20s or something he had been discovered um, all right, let's jump to um, a Canadian uh, singer-songwriter named Anne Vriend. Um, this is one another, another, Heart of Gold is probably Neil's most often covered song, but this is also often covered, and this one particularly gets covered live a lot because it has like three chords. Um, this is Anne Vriend doing Rockin' in the Free World. There's colors in the street, red 
I believe, like friend, but with a V instead of an F. Uh, Vriend, Vrend, I don't know how you pronounce it. Because she is channeling her inner Dolly Parton. It's very interesting. It sounds like Dolly Parton is covering Neil Young. I, I like that comparison a lot. I think you're right. And, I mean, what sort of impresses me most about that song is, it, like I said, it gets covered all the time, but always or almost always sort of in the same way, Pearl Jam most famously, whereas this sort of epic, long guitar, you know, soloing, yelling, which which is fun. I mean, that's how Neil does it, so there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, the one instrument you didn't hear in that is a guitar. She threw out everything, you know, that is sort of iconic about this song um, and that everyone else has done about it and did this sort of orchestral piano version that I think totally works. Um and sounds very different than any other version I've ever heard. Now, on Cover Me Songs, you rank these 1 to 50? Yes. What number was that? I believe it was around 10. Let me look it up here. It was number 13. Number Ooh. 13. That's only the 13th best? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that, and it was, I mean, this was maybe the hardest list we've done because I think at one point with my nominations and the staffs or something, we had... Uh, pushing 150, all of which were like real serious contenders. But wow. There's only, all there's of only, which? We have to write about all these, so there's only so many. 50 is, you know, about the max we can do um, wow. in the space of three weeks. But, I mean, yeah, easily we could have done 150 or 200 um, without breaking a sweat. There's so many great Neil Young covers. All right, what do you got next, Ray? Including, um, for people who missed... Um, Guitar Freakouts and Rockin' in the Free World, this is going to be your song. Um, this is a Seattle alt-country band from the 90s called The Walkabouts, who have done a ton of Neil Young covers. Um, I wrote in my blur basically, that if I hadn't included this cover, I would have included their cover of On the Beach. And if that didn't exist, I would have included their cover of Albuquerque. <laughs> There's like a million, and they're all amazing. I love this band. Um, but my absolute favorite is this live version. It's like eight minutes long, so we're going to start a ways in, of Like a Hurricane. And the thing to listen to, and the reason I picked this particular part to start, is they pull in... Um, lyrics that I didn't, they work so smoothly, I didn't realize this for years, that they pull in lyrics that are not in Like a Hurricane for sort of a new bridge. Um, and if you listen close, you'll notice it is going to start with the lyrics of the first verse to Smoke on the Water before segueing back into Like a Hurricane.
Is that legal in the cover song world? <laughs> Technically, you have to get clearance for it since this was a live recording. Who knows? Uh, but technically, yeah, if you if you bring in a second song, you have to get clearance for both of them. Um, but when you guys are deciding things like this, do you ever get into fight fights about specifics? Like, well, it's not a true cover because they're, they're bringing in another song or someone's like, no, that's two for one. <laughs> Occasionally, it would happen. Like with this song, if we ever did like a Best Smoke on the Water covers, I don't think we would include it because though it sounds like there's a lot of it, I mean, the song's like nine minutes long and that was the only Smoke on the Water part, which lasted, I don't know, 15 seconds. Right. Um, so the it rest- almost like a sample. Yeah, the rest is like a hurricane. Um, but I think once I- Realize that because I listened to that cover so much. That was like one of the early covers I got into. I don't remember how, but I've probably heard that more than Neil Young doing like a hurricane. <laughs> and at one point, relatively recently, I was listening to either Neil or someone else covering it. And I was like, wait, where's my favorite part where they say some stupid with a flare gun over and over? Like, that's the best part of that song. And so then I start Googling around and I was like, wait, that's Smoke on the Water? <laughs> Which is, of course, the only part that's not easily recognizable of Smoke on the Water. The riff you're going to recognize immediately. The chorus where they holler the title a million times, you'll recognize immediately. But they take the lyrics, and they, they, don't, they don't even take the tune. They like make it a bridge to this song, which I think is just sort of genius. And so... Subtle that, like I said, I didn't even realize it for years that that's what it was. <laughs> so if a controversy arises at CoverMeSongs.com, do you have the final say? Yes. Yeah. It's not not a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now, when you get to the top five or number one, will you shout it out for us? Or maybe you're not playing number one today, are you? I can play number one right now. Oh. We're jumping Matt, around. Matt, it. should he? Yeah. Yeah. All right. No so if you go to CoverMeSongs.com, this is the website's number one Neil Young cover song of all time. Number one Neil Young cover song of all time. Ever. Actually, you know what? Let's leave it at a cliffhanger. we got to take a break. Oh! <laughs> all right. So here's the deal. Ray Paget from CoverMeSongs.com <laughs> in New York City today, he will tell us the greatest Neil, Neil Young cover song of all time. When we come back, right here on Feedback. This is Feedback. Shining a spotlight on the lesser known covers and cover artists. This is Cover Me on Feedback. Jim Shear in for Nick Carter, joined by Lori Majewski. We left you with a cliffhanger. Ray Padgett from CoverMeSongs.com is with us today. And he is going to give all of you the greatest Neil Young cover song of all time. All right. So we've heard a lot of Neil Young covers. There are a whole lot more on the site, um, a lot to choose from. But eventually, the one we landed on for the best Neil Young cover ever. It's also extremely long, which is the case for a lot of these Neil Young covers. <laughs> this one is nine minutes, which I think is the longest we've played yet. Um, and it is from a 1971 album called Given It Back by the Isley Brothers. This is a cover of the Neil Young song, Ohio, that actually is sort of similar to the Like a Hurricane we just heard, works in another song. In this case, it works in bits of the Jimi Hendrix song, Machine Gun. 
and a lot else during its nine-minute runtime. So this is uh, a bit of the Isley Brothers, Ohio. I've seen ten soldiers with guns. They are coming. We're I think it's great. I think. That is really, truly worthy of that title. Jim, all you could say was nice. That's it? No, I'm, awesome. I'm bobbing my head. It's moving. It's all right. It's nice. He's soaking it in. So he's soaking like it in. Like if we were all in the game room, I'm, I'm on the couch just bobbing my head going, yeah, that's nice. More enthusiasm. And you could you could bob your head for a long time with that one. It, it does guitar solos, and like I say, it switches into the Jimi Hendrix machine gun for a while, and then starts quoting verses from the Bible that are relevant um, you know, to the Kent State shooting. It's just this sort of tour de force um, for almost 10 minutes. And when I, I actually, that's one of more, my more recent discoveries. Um, I didn't know it until relatively recently, and it just totally blew me away. Um, I think, it, and ironically, it's Ohio is one of the few Neil Young songs that is not actually that long to begin with. Like, like a hurricane's always long, but Ohio they take this song that's you know three minutes or so, four minutes, um, and just blow it out to this incredible, powerful statement. So it was powerful, absolutely powerful and beautiful. All Alex, right. Al- Al- Alex, what was your reaction? I loved that. I thought it was amazing. I mean, the original's amazing, and the imi- the original's so hard to top. Yeah. So that's why taking on something like that, it has to have gravitas or... Just the soulfulness of it and the working in of Machine Gun really took it over the top for me. I, 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 I co-signed that number one pick. Excellent. Glad to hear it. There is, there's another good cover of that one. Uh, people can find on the website. That was, I think, two years ago. Um, also powerful, but very stripped down. It's uh, John Batiste, Gary Clark Jr., and Leon Bridges together. I might have actually played that on this show when it came out. Um, but th- that's that. there's a lot of powerful co- It's a powerful song. There's a lot of powerful covers, but that is the most powerful, in my of opinion. them doing Ohio, Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, the three of them together. Gary Clark Jr., John Batiste, Leon Bridges. Wow. Um, for it was that's nice. That, see, was, that's also nice, Alex. Now, when you're ranking the top fifty cover songs mm-hmm. from an artist, yeah, do you repeat artists? No, no. And do you repeat songs? Yes. You well, do. Yeah, we try to have some diversity in the songs. Like when we first put together the list of these. There were a lot of Heart of Golds and Harvest Moons and Only Love Will Break Your Hearts. And there are a few of each of those on our list. But you want to um, you want to diversify the song choice somewhat. So I'm conscious of that. But there's there's no rule against, you know, Heart of Gold gets covered well a lot, as does Ohio. So there's a few versions on the list of both. Well, do you want to play your number two, which is my number one, Neil? All right. Neil cover? Let's do it. This is um, an amazing cover. Um Probably one of the better known Neil Young covers because it was a bit of a hit uh, in 1990. This is Saint Etienne, and speaking of Only Love Can Break Your Heart, a minute ago, this is their cover of Only Love Can Break Your Heart.
Isn't that good? It, it takes me right back to my very first boyfriend who we used to sell so many of these singles at, at the Record Runner when we worked there. And it's just... I remember thinking, wait, this is Neil Young? Maybe I can like Neil Young. <laughs> That's amazing. It's, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's everything I like in a cover. And also it sort of started, I think, a, a trend or a movement in a small way of these sort of poppy, dancey Neil Young covers. Like even in that Harvest Moon medley, you know, there were two of those that were kind of in that vein, more recent. But, um, you know, I think, I think. Neil Young writes, in many cases, pop songs, but doesn't record them like pop songs, you know what I mean? Um, and so there's so much fodder for a, a terrific group like that to just take the lyrics and the basic melody and throw everything else away and turn it into this this danceable jam. Ray, on your website, CoverMeSongs.com, do you ever get a reaction from the artist who's being covered? Like, does Neil Young hear these Neil Young cover songs? I don't know if Neil Young uses the internet. Do you ever catch internet. wind of it, or like, or just an artist? Like, oh yeah, sure, all the time. Um, yeah, we people. I mean, it's especially with in the social media era, people are always posting, you know, the things we write about them, um, and it, you can usually tell if it's by them or by their, you know, management team. So that happens. But I remember the very first one we got, which was back when we were like this tiny blog spot I was running in college. Um, that was like a huge thing drive for me to keep going. Was of all people, Tom Waits commented on the blog <gasps> that we'd written about him and he commented like and it was it, i don't remember exactly what it was but it was it was hilarious it was like in a very weird way like correcting some small like fact that had been like you know a rumor that was not true and first i was like well this isn't really tom waits like of all the people tom waits is about the least likely to do this but <laughs> with i don't with blogspot you know you can if a, someone comments it tracks their ip address so you can you know look up basically where they are which is a little creepy but you can do it um it's the only time i've ever done it but i was like i wonder and so i look it up and like it's his house <laughs> so, <laughs> it, so it actually of all i don't know i mean what else does he do all day he doesn't he doesn't record music so <laughs> guess he comments on tiny blog spots that wow. was like in, yeah 2010 i think i i love that how did he even find his I've, way there it's I have like no idea we maybe no, he reads it all the time maybe i mean yeah it was so bizarre like i said i wasn't you know this was we were doing like i was doing like one post a week maybe there was no staff it was like, oh. this tiny little nothing oh so before you go ray super bowl halftime oh. happening in a couple days Will there be any cover songs performed at the halftime? Ooh, that's... In your expert opinion. Oh, all right. Prediction. I'm going to guess probably not um, because anything – when a, a cover gets performed at the Super Bowl, it is often in some form of tribute to the city or something. Remember there was that whole controversy where uh, Coldplay, I think it was, were Minneapolis, and so they were going to cover Prince, so it's going to be a hologram or something. And I have to think that – uh, JT, that was Mar Justin Timberlake. Oh, Justin Timberlake, yeah. okay. Um, I think that Maroon 5 paying tribute to the music of Atlanta just seems like a mistake. It seems like a bad idea. <laughs> Although, you remember Prince did a, a cover song of the Foo Fighters, that which was, is one that sticks out. That was amazing. Like like the Purple Rain performance gets sort of, everyone remembers that. But for me, that was the highlight. He did Best of You. <laughs> and it was just like so bizarre. I don't know why he did this song. Soloing this huge production, it was I was totally stunned. I didn't even like the song, but he likes he sold me on it, and I was a fan after that. Well, Ray, come back and visit soon. I will. We miss you, and I miss you on the game show too. It's good to be back. Well, if yeah. I'm here on a Thursday sometime, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. yes. All right, Lori. Well, good luck with your dip. Uh, Nick <laughs> Carter you. will be back on Monday, and uh, I'm sure you'll talk all about the Super Bowl halftime show. Thanks for being here today, Jim. We appreciate you. 
and have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.